Are you trying to make a decision? I bet you are. Decisions are part of life, a part of our everyday life. Well, do you have a decision you feel like you're waiting for the Lord's direction on, or you're worried that you won't make the right decision? I got you. I'm sharing these steps today to help you not only make decisions in your life, but to help you make decisions with God. Welcome to His Word, My Walk, where my desire is to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and yes, even challenge your body. I'm your host, Kayla, just your girl next door, Christian mentor and life coach. And for the next 20 minutes, I'll be here in your ear to drop some truth, encourage you, lift you up, and share insight from my own life about how God's Word and my daily walk go together. I've got some amazing resources available for you, like prayer cards, Bible journaling boot camp, a free powerful prayer guide, and so much more. So head to hiswordmywalkpodcast.com and grab what you need. And while you're there, if you'd like to support this show and this mission, you can simply click the button that says buy me a coffee. Your generosity in prayer, in reviews, in encouragement, and yes, in those cups of, well, tea in my case, means so much to me as I continue to pour out what God puts in me. So now, lace up your sneakers, head out the door, and let's get into this. All right, y'all, you may be aware that this past month has been a lot for me. Like with this podcast, His Word, My Walk, now being a local weekly TV show in the state of Indiana for the next 52 weeks. Y'all, it's been a lot. I shared super openly and candidly and vulnerably in the last episode when I realized I'd been praying about and for the wrong thing. And let me say this, just in case you need to hear it, and I need to clarify. It's not that my other prayers were wrong. They were real conversations with God. They were my real concerns, and I was really asking Him for help. I believe He really heard my heart, and He came through and answered those prayers too, and I recognized it as Him. And then there was just that moment of the Holy Spirit so gently Remember, gently reminding me of the hearts of the people, of the reason why this podcast is even a TV show now in the first place. So gently. I can't get off of this yet because it's actually such a fresh realization for me even right now as I'm saying it. Like he knew my heart was tender because he had been listening all along. He knew my heart was tender because I had cried to him and I truly had concerns and he heard me. So he gently approached me with a shift in perspective, gently. Man, it's still just so real to me and so awesome. So yep, this past month has been a lot of decisions, a lot of doors, a lot of just everything. And I want to share with you today kind of how that decision making went and how it goes in my life often. See, sometimes we do things over and over and over. And then when someone asks us how we did it, we have to actually sit down and think. And that's kind of been me. Like, Kayla, how do you make decisions with God? How do you know it's him? How do you know which way to go? What to say yes to and what to say no to? Short answer, I don't always know for sure. (laughs) Um, I try my best to walk by faith and not by sight. I try my best to pray and to know God's heart and his word and make sure that whatever I'm about to do lines up with that. I try to, well, let me just get to these points because that's what I'm here to share with you today. So right now, I want you to have your decision, your step, your opportunity, get it in your mind right now. It might be a relationship. It might be a job opportunity. It might be a new house, a new city. It might be a promotion. It might be having another child. Whatever it is, think about it right now and let's start here. God, I love you. 
I worship you. You are the Lord of my life and my truest desire is what you have for me. Of course, I have preferences. Of course, I have dreams my own, yet I wholeheartedly want your will for my life. So I surrender this to you right now. Before I make any decision for certain, either way, I'm here with you. Will you help me, please? Will you please give me some guidance, some wisdom, some direction, and and with all that, like an extra boost of faith too? Thank you for all you've already done. And thank you for everything I can't even see that you've been working out behind the scenes. You are my God, and I'm inviting you into this decision. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, now let's go. So like when I say step one in a minute, just know that that was step one. Like that is always step one. Just open up, just have a conversation with God and invite him into this decision. And now for these steps after the decision about my own life and business and ministry and even heart moving forward, I realized this is how I processed and how I've processed before. So you know me after I've like lived it a couple times, then I'm ready to share. Like tried, tested, true before I speak it out to you. You like that? Okay, let's go. So step one is take it to the Lord. I wanted to say, take it to the house. No, take it to the Lord. It probably sounds simple, right? Like it probably sounds obvious. But when I say take it to the Lord, I really mean take it to the Lord. And what does that look like when you take something to someone? Remember as a child, like take this to your mom, take this to your brother, then what? Well, what if they want it? What if they want to keep it? What if they eat it and I don't even get a bite? See, when I say take it to the Lord, what I'm not saying is pray about it. And there's a reason I'm not just saying pray about it. And I'll tell you what, prayer for me is such a natural conversation with the Lord. And in prayer, yes, I want his will. But I also tell him how I'm feeling and I share my desires too. And sometimes in prayer, I ask him if I can have it. I ask him in a way that I might even be hoping that he's going to co-sign on my thoughts, on my idea, on my want. But when I say take it to the Lord, the image that I get is like Abraham and Isaac. Okay, let's just go there. Genesis chapter 21, starting in the first verse. The Lord kept his word and did for Sarah exactly what he had promised. She became pregnant and she gave birth to a son for Abraham in his old age. And this happened at just the time God had said it would happen. And Abraham named their son Isaac. Okay, head to the next chapter, chapter 22, starting in the first verse. Y'all, I'm going to read a lot today and you're just going to deal with it. Sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. Abraham, God called. Yes, he replied, here I am. Take your son, your only son, yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. The next morning, Abraham got up early. He saddled his donkey and took two of his servants with him, along with his son Isaac. Then he chopped wood for a fire for a burnt offering and set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day of their journey, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Stay here with the donkey, Abraham told the servants. The boy and I will travel a little farther. We will worship there, then we will come right back. So Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders, while he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them walked on together, Isaac turned to Abraham and said, Father, we have the fire and the wood, the boy said, but where is the sheep for the burnt offering? God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, my son, Abraham answered, and they both walked on together. When they arrived at the place where God had told them to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. 
And Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. At that moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Yes, Abraham replied, here I am. Don't lay a hand on the boy, the angel said. Do not hurt him in any way, for now I know that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even your son, your only son. Then Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught by its horns in a thicket. So he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering in place of his son. Abraham named the place Yahweh Yireh, which means the Lord will provide. To this day, the people still use that name as a proverb. On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Man, like I I just couldn't stop. Y'all, this is real. Like this is real history. This isn't a story and these aren't made up characters. This is real. What God had personally promised to Abraham, he received and had it in his hands. And then I love how the Bible so smoothly transitions like 16, 17 years of time between one chapter of writing. Like chapter 21 and chapter 22 is all these years because Isaac is like a teenager now carrying the wood himself with simply the words, sometime later, (laughs) take it to God. And here's the real truth. Are you willing to lose it, to let it go, to give it back, to sacrifice it, to release it from your hands, to not have it, to maybe even like not have it anymore at all? Are you willing to do that? When it comes to the decision that you're trying to make, take it to God. Oh, and I mean, there's so much about this story that hits home for me, but after God tells Abraham to take his son up on the mountain and sacrifice him, verse three, the very next verse says, the next morning, Abraham got up early. Like he went immediate action with his obedience. I'm not sure if I shared on the previous episode, but y'all, this past month, making decisions, looking at opportunities in front of me, I have taken them to God, literally first. I found myself in a virtual meeting that I thought was actually just a call to say like, how are you doing? It was nice to meet you. If there's anything I can help you with down the road, let me know. That's what I thought I was logging in for. It wasn't that. It was opportunities presented to me. It was nothing like what I expected. It was offers of things I envisioned years ago. It was offers of things I have dreamed about, even still with that. Literally on the computer screen in front of a CEO and another executive, I said, I have to take this before the Lord before I give you an answer. Now, I'm not saying you have to say that out loud to your boss, to your banker, to your child or significant other. Well, in that case, maybe you should say it out loud, but for me, My relationship with God is out front, and it's actually what led to these opportunities for a television show and other doors in the first place. So I felt very confident in responding in the way that I truly meant, and that was by saying, I need to take this to the Lord. Okay, well, what if you take it to the Lord and you don't know what his response is? What if you take it to the Lord and you still don't confidently feel like you can go either way or you fear making a move? And what if you didn't hear him right? What if you actually did hear him and now you just need some more direction or you want confirmation? Well, then you go to step two. Step two, after you take it to the Lord, talk to a mentor. Talk to a mentor. And if you don't have a mentor, it's time. And by me saying it's time, I'm not saying you need to go on a rampant search and hire a mentor. No, just look around. Who is in your life that you trust? Who's in your life that hears from the Lord? Who's in your life and you could give them authority to speak into you and correct you if needed? Who's in your life that you can actually be honest and vulnerable with? Okay, now go talk to them. Look, we could talk about this for a long, long time, but that's not my main focus today. So do you know that I have women, plural, who mentor me, 
like women in their 50s, their 60s, their 70s, their 80s, and even their 90s. Oh, and I have a woman who I mentor, who I talk to often. Our relationship is special. She has authority to speak into me and check me too. And she's in her 20s. Y'all, we see mentors in the Bible too. In 2 Kings, we meet like Elijah who mentors Elisha. Do you get them mixed up sometimes? Elisha has an S in it, so he's second. Elijah is the mentor. Elisha is the mentee. There you go. Now you'll never forget who's who. <laughs> but also Eli and Samuel. And I love this moment in 1 Samuel chapter 3, starting in verse 1. Oh, y'all are getting so much Bible today. Let's do this. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now, in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare and visions were quite uncommon. One night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Suddenly the Lord called out, Samuel. Yes, Samuel replied. What is it? He got up and ran to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you. Eli replied, go back to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel. Again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, my son. Eli said, go back to bed. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called a third time and once more Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed and the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Then the Lord said to Samuel, and then he went on and gave him all these instructions. Come on, see this decision that you're trying to make? Take it to God, then talk to a mentor. This decision about this TV show and what's to come, y'all, I didn't tell anybody. So I asked my best friend and pastor's wife to go for tea. Nothing out of the norm for us, right? We do this all the time. We go for walks, we go for tea, but this time it was different. I'll actually read you the exact text message that I sent to her. On January 23rd, so nearly two months ago, my text to her said this. What time are we on for tomorrow? I'm totally free. Oh, and I'll have my notebook and have some life questions and advice that I need from my pastor slash mentor too. See, I know not everyone has this relationship, but although we are incredible friends, I honor her as my pastor and my mentor. That's like clear to me too. So I know it and I make sure that she knows it too. I went straight to her. One of the first things she asked me was, what has the Lord said? So I shared and then she asked me how I was feeling. And confirmed she felt the same way. And then I cried and shared every concern, fear, insecurity, like wow moment, praise, all the things. And I asked her if I could meet with her and her husband, my pastor. I spoke to the 20-year-old woman who knows me so well. And although she may not have the years of life experience, she's heard me speak. Like she knows the Lord. She knows how he speaks to me and through me because she's received it for almost two years. And she's such a great listener and student that like every assignment and check or challenge that I've given her through the years, she's done. So when it came to her, she actually kind of just repeated a lot of my own words back to me about who God is and so much more and confirming so much for me. And I called a woman I have spoken to maybe twice in the past six months. And I talked with her about it, knowing and trusting her relationship with God and her relationship with me. Y'all, I'm so serious about this. I didn't tell the people who I speak to every day. Some of my closest friends, my family. Why? 
I had to process with the Lord. It's his will that I want for my life. I know that's something easy to say. It's a phrase that sounds good, right? But truly, there are things that God will ask you to do or call you to do or assign you to do. And even people closest to you won't understand it. Or maybe they will. And I still stand by this. Take it to God, then take it to a mentor. All right, let's move on to step three. So take it to the Lord, take it to a mentor. And step three, test it in solitude. Oh, did you think you were done? Like the good old confirmed by two or three witnesses. No, test it in solitude. Who do we know was tested in solitude? Um, Jesus. Right after he was baptized, right after he was pronounced publicly as the son of God, his ministry is about to start off to the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights to be tempted, to be tested in solitude. I actually love this simple little verse in Galatians chapter five, verse 23. Paul gives these instructions. Since we are living by the spirit, Let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Y'all, I spend time with God. I listen for Him to speak. And I'll be really honest, there's a lot of noise in this world. And there's a lot of just noise. And noise can even come from those who love you. Like, I want to live in the Spirit. So I want to follow the Spirit's leading. So I need to not just shut out the noise, but go to a place where I can be alone and quiet in solitude and listen. Hence all the hikes up alone on that mountain. I've shared that before. I used to think that God spoke to me so much more clearly up there. But what I actually realized was that it's actually me. Like I listen best up there. I listen. I pay attention. The solitude is key for me. How many times did Jesus go up on a mountain to be alone with the Father? A lot. And I'm pretty sure the times that we read about in the Bible are not the only times. Solitude. How about Elijah at the brook? You can read about it in 1 Kings chapter 17, solitude, testing in solitude. Now, maybe someone actually needs to hear this story. I had a job interview with a pastor in 2010, right out of Bible school. Now, remember, I went back to Bible school at 30, so I wasn't 20 at this point. Anyway, the pastor asked me if I was dating anybody. He wanted to know because it mattered to him who was going to be around his staff and just to know more about my life. My response, (laughs) y'all, I told he and his wife that yes, I was dating someone. We both did go to the same church, yet we went to different services. We didn't sit together. And then if and when our relationship got serious to the point of engagement, at that point, we would sit down with the pastors together. Now, the pastor was actually quite shocked and kind of impressed that I would be so private. I shared openly with him that it was something that the man and I were praying through, working through, listening to God for guidance, and it wasn't time for the opinions of others, especially church folk, y'all know what I'm saying. So to think that they can weigh in on our relationship is just wild. What happened? Oh, like you're those nosy church folk too? (laughs) Well, the relationship ended a couple months later. We actually began to serve in youth ministry together, And a great friendship continued without anyone knowing anything at all, with our privacy and dignity and respect for one another completely intact. Look, y'all, big or small decisions in your life? I'm talking like, should I be a guest on this podcast? Should I offer this in my business? Should I change school? Should I apply for that promotion? Should I be open to dating him? Should we consider another child? Should we move to a new city? Um, Should I take this opportunity to have a TV show? God cares about the decisions you're making. Take it to God, talk to a mentor, test it in solitude, and then tell the world once you're confident in the decision. You know why most of you probably don't even know that the His Word My Walk podcast is a TV show now? It's because I didn't announce it publicly until two days before the first episode aired in Indiana. And to be honest, the TV station announced it promoting it on social media and I was like, shoot, I guess I need to say something about this now. 
Like I had already sent the first episode in. I was already confident in the process. I was already confident in the decisions and the plans moving forward. I was confident in God's response in confirmation and support from mentors and confident in the moments of testing and solitude that none of y'all saw. And it wasn't pretty. It often isn't. Yet God gets the glory. Y'all telling the world is not step one. Please, please remember that. And know that decisions are always part of life and they may come in stages. Am I excited about this TV show in Indiana for the next 52 weeks? Absolutely I am. And there are other decisions that I'm taking to God, other decisions that I'm talking to mentors about, other decisions I'm currently being tested in solitude. And when the time is right, y'all will know them too. Look, I gotta get out of here. Let me just pray for you before I go. Lord, gosh, thank you. Thank you for being our God, our Lord, our Savior, the one who always knows, the one we can always trust, the one who knows the end from the beginning and the one who never fails. God, I lift up the one listening right now. I lift them up to you in the name of Jesus. And as they have been pressing to make that decision in their life, Holy Spirit, I ask that you speak directly to them. Show them clearly where they're at in this. Have they taken it to God? Have they truly taken it in a way that they could let it go? Have they spoken with a mentor and God, if they don't have one, reveal it to them, reveal it to them, God, who it is in their life. And have they tested it in solitude? Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Open their ears, please, Lord. Open their eyes, please, Lord. Please open their hearts, Lord. And as they move forward, I pray for reassurance and confidence in you in a fresh way in their life. Confidence in you like never before. Thank you, Lord. Your faithfulness is unmatched and we worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining me this week. My prayer is that this episode was able to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and challenge your body. The His Word My Walk podcast is here to serve you. So if you haven't already, you can check out more of my programs and services at hiswordmywalkpodcast.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Kayla Praise. If you could do me a quick favor and leave a written review in your listening app, I would really appreciate it. I'll see you next time.